1: Hi, this is Rahul today is August 3rd, the time is about 11.30 a.m. Redeeming BC does the conference calls, Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who have any questions, please raise your hands, you'll be announced with your name to ask the question.
2: Vana Ramaya?
3: Hi, uh, Rahul, this is Vanity. Uh Thank you so much for taking the call. I just have a question on the priority date. Uh, the I-485 form has incorrect priority date. How, do, how, how can I change that? Uh, change? It's okay.
1: It's, it's okay. It's not, it's not going to cause any problem. A um, lot of times we see that as a mistake done by USCIS. When they enter into it, they normally put the, either, uh, the date they receive the 485 application. There are a lot of different things that they do. Um, if I were you, I'm not much worried about that mistake at all
3: okay so in my case uh, uh, I have an approved i140 from my employer but I filed my i485 last time last October using my spouse's i4 i140 mm-hmm. so they got my i140 approved date in my in my asset as my priority. yeah so normally
1: what happens is that when you put an a number of right. viewers it may pull your i140 number but that's okay Okay. Uh, you can just raise a service request for it, saying okay. that it's a typographical error
3: sure.
1: and then see if but they may not resolve it. I'm not worried about it.
3: Okay, Sure. And my second question is so i'm I work for a nonprofit organization. My H one b and i one forty is from nonprofit. So if I have to change my job, the only way is to get a new H one b right through the lottery. Of course. Okay, of course. Okay.
1: Uh, There's one other thing, though. If you really want to work for two companies at the same time, you can have the second company for profit working, though. Okay? But it's only if you want to work in addition to the nonprofit organization.
3: But I still have to have a different Hachunbi?
1: That's right. You still have to. But you will not be subject to cap, though, if you want to work for this additional company. Okay. Next person, please. Hello, Uncle Next sir. person, please. Yes, yes,
4: sir, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I did add the uh, initial consultation with uh, Rebecca. So the question is, uh, my successor and interest I-140 is uh, being filed, and there's a location different, all those in, in uh, is there. But the question is, uh, when successor interest I-140 amendment is pending. I know 485 can be filed, but actual question is the six months, right? Does it count after the 140 amendment is approved or it is counted right away when it is filed? When right 14- away
1: when it right away when it is filed.
4: Okay. Got it, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
1: No See need that- to wait. No need to wait until the I-140 is approved plus six months. You don't have to wait. Next
3: person,
5: please. Sri Harsha. Hi, this is uh, Sri Harsha. So I have uh, accepted an offer from company A uh, mm-hmm. two months ago and they got my H1 uh, transfer approval. And I have an active offer now from company B, which is far better than that. So company B is asking all my H1 approvals so far. So should did I provide the you, appro-
1: Did you join this company that got the H1B approval? No, no. I you are under no A obligation? Yet. You, you are under no obligation to provide
5: them. Okay. So should I uh, also provide the approval from company A or to the company B? You don't need to. You don't need to. You didn't join the company. Did you? No, no. I haven't joined that company. Yeah, you don't and, need to. Uh, also, should I uh, let company B know that, uh, uh, you know, my H4 uh, for my spouse and H4 EAD for my spouse, are pending from company A and uh, you don't so I to. let them... You don't uh, have
6: to.
1: You don't have okay. to. And you should file one more H4 plus EAD. The reason is that the company may withdraw your H1B application and that will get you the H1, H4, that may get you the H4 and EAD denied.
5: Okay. 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 Sure, Rahul. Okay. And uh, I have... A- so signed for non-solicit and uh, third-party agreements on company A. Will that create any problem here?
1: But did you join their clients?
5: No, no, no.
1: So there is no solicitation and no third-party contract? Yeah, there me. is
5: no and no third-party contract, yeah. But okay. it's just a matter that I signed on them, that's it. That's fine.
1: But they are not okay. violating them. Yeah?
5: yes
2: yeah, sure yeah,
7: thank you harshaya hey hi rahul um uh, i just had a quick question i'm currently on h4 ead which mm-hmm. is expiring this december and mm-hmm. we also got uh, the r485 approved so i got an uh, ead for the green card The I-140 is still pending another thing because of the recent EBT category moving forward. So I received the EAD for the green card. My question is, do I need to renew the H4 EAD or can I just start moving, working on the GC EAD instead? Because uh, I'm hearing the time lag for the H4 EAD to come is like almost a year. And uh, I don't know if you know- So what what happened with- Did you
1: say the I-140 is still pending?
7: Yes, the I-140 approval is not heard yet. Before they But did you try?
1: Did you try to file the premium processing?
7: We did, so uh, it got rejected a couple of times, saying that it cannot be done into premium.
1: Are you working for the same? Um, is your husband working for the same company that yes. filed for the I-140 from the beginning? Yes. So yeah. all they kept I, saying and, was and when, because- Yeah. I got the point. When is your H-4 EAD expiring or expired?
7: Uh, it's expanding this December, end of December. And I was just wondering, I have six months. So I can start renewing it. I would
1: if I were you, I would file the renewal of the EAD. If I were you, now this is the second one, is a very controversial topic I'm speaking about. If I were you, I would be working on the 485 EAD. If I don't receive the H4 EAD. And the reason I say it is because your husband is working for the same company that filed for the I-140, the chances of denial is less than 3% of the time. Okay. Anything else ma'am? Right.
7: Uh, no, okay, so i renew my H4EAD and if it, till the time it doesn't come, I've moved to the GC EAD. Is that what you're recommending?
1: Yeah, that's right. But then, that's right. But
7: then, if it I'm not.
1: Up, I'm you... not recommend. I'm not recommending. No, 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 no okay. I'm Agreed. just telling what I would do. Yeah,
7: right. But should I come back? So my question is, if I move to GCEAD and my husband is definitely no, you junior, cannot.
1: You cannot come back on h 4 EAD.
7: Okay. So and it's if... up
1: to you if if it's up to you if you want to spend that much money on it, because it doesn't look like it's going to be approved. Um, but it's up to you if you want to spend that money.
7: I get it. And just one last question: Will my husband have any issues because uh, I'll be on GCAD and he'll be working on H1B? Is that no. it's independent? That's,
1: right? That's perfectly all right. All
2: hi. Right. Okay.
1: Next person, please.
2: Thank you, Pinky. Uh, hi, hi, uh, hi, Rahul. Thank you for taking my question. Um, how long does it take nowadays for a motion to reopen adjudication? It says ninety days on the website for an H4 yeah. application, uh, underlying H4 petition. For a, wow,
1: why, why was it denied though?
2: Uh, fingerprinting appointment was missed because they didn't send the letter. It's a wow. USCIS error.
1: Yeah, it may take longer than 90 days. I'm a bit worried about the 180 days presence though, uh, because how they are going to rule, yeah. It may take longer, it may take up to 120 days nowadays.
2: In such case, what do you recommend if I'm close to the 180 and then the 90 days is there's not do much. Do you have there.
1: children who are born in the United States?
2: Yeah. Yes. Both my kids are born US citizens here.
1: I will go get the stamping in India before the six months passes out. The reason is that if you are unlawfully present for more than six months in this country, you right. have a three-year bar. Since right. you 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 are open to go to India, not like you don't have a travel ban. I'm going to go to get go to India and get the H4 stamping and come back.
2: Do you recommend waiting till one seventy days here and see if some like till the ninety days?
1: I, first thing is, I'll make an appointment.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm in that process, not getting the slots, but on DS one sixty, I have to declare about the unlawful. You right?
1: can you can declare you can declare it. It's okay. It's not going to cause any problem.
2: Will the now, U.S. Officer, will the U.S. officer there, a consulate guy in India? that you overstayed and deny h4 based on that reason even though less than 180
1: the chances are less than one percent
2: oh okay because i do see that ref- that note on the
8: website
1: you side. have to you have to mention that yes and you mentioned what's the reason okay right and um, and I'm, I'm just telling you the chances for denial because of that reason is less than one percent
2: okay so so do you suggest i travel immediately
1: because
2: i have 30 but more days left for 90 years
1: yeah there is no need for you to travel immediately as we discussed you can stay until 160 days is it right
2: 170 like should i wait for the last 10 days and is it the um, same yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I, would, I-, I would go into 165 days and travel at that time i would not hurriedly leave my husband and go right now
2: and and the kids that's another thing of if course, I get of
1: stuck, course. well no you added one more that's nothing wrong um so yeah I would wait until there and as i said to you the chances of denial because of that is less than one percent. Okay.
2: okay. Okay. I have four more weeks for ninety days to complete.
1: What ninety days? We are only speaking one seventy days now.
2: Right. I mean the motion. I have thirty more days. De- oh, like if come
1: we- on! You started trusting online U.S.C.S. dates. <laughs> I don't know. Need- yeah, don't I'm trust. Come small it. Next hope. Person, yeah, I'm small next hope
2: So I don't have to leave the kids and next. go. And next person. No, no. Don't Thank
1: trust.
9: Thank you. Me. Thank you, Rahul, so next much. Next person, please. Satish? Uh, hi rahul garu thank you so much for uh, taking my call and uh, appreciate your sure. uh, service services yeah uh, my question is like uh, right now i'm on H- i'm on h1b and uh, my green card ead uh, got approved uh, a couple of months ago i got the ead as well mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> uh, my question is like can i continue on my uh, h1b and for uh, i wanted to start a real estate uh, business so can I open a company on EAD and stay on H1B? Or like, do I, does it automatically, if I use EAD, does it automatically, uh, I, I automatically fall under EAD? What's the love that you have? Your i foot is approved, is it right? Yes, it is.
1: Why do you guys love H1B?
9: I don't know. <laughs> uh, people say like... I,
1: uh, I just don't understand it. Um, obviously, you know, I bought a Tesla. Thank you, guys. Um, three years ago, um, Model Three. Um, thank you, guys. I mean, if you have been prudent, I wouldn't have bought Tesla. Um, no, you don't need. I, I personally will not keep H one B. Yeah, the answer to, to answer your question, though. Yeah, you will.
9: You will let your H one B lapse if you use the EAD. Oh, okay. So meaning like a H one B, like I just. It's mean, not valid anymore. It's not valid anymore. H one B. If you use the EAD. I see, so I just need to inform my employer as well and update the I-9 you form.
1: Can, yeah, you can do so if you want to. Next
6: person, please. Okay, thank
9: you. Raj
2: Manikandan.
6: Hi, hey, Raja, Rajaya. Yes. Appreciate, appreciate your help, Rahul. I mean, I can't change you enough thank for you. all that you do for us. A couple of quick questions, Raul. Uh, mm-hmm. I found My 485 file is filed back in October, 140 mm-hmm. approved. Uh, not got an RFE for medical, but I completed it last week. thought about doing uh, in filing. But now that there's a lot of RFEs coming through, how long can I wait? Uh, um, wait
1: for Wait for only 30 days or 35 days from the ta- 40 days, I would say at the maximum from the time you got the medical report because medical report expires in 60
6: days. Oh, to explain, uh, but we read that in the USA. Is two it, uh, years two is years. after they receive. After they receive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And a quick question, another, is, uh, see that uh, whole Indian TB thing, which comes positive, and then we do an X-ray, and it comes back negative. So it's a Class B classification for TB, right? Does that have any effect at all, Rahul? Um, oh. um, one, um, yeah.
1: Uh, you're right. Um, I'm sorry. I was looking at some of the notes. No, it's not going to be any problem. Absolutely not going to be any problem. Positive comes almost 25 percent of the Indian guys will get mm-hmm. skin positive. Mm-hmm. So when they get the skin positive, the doctors will do the X-ray to check that. Right. If there is any, if there is any uh, anything in the chest, though. Um, so and then they give a negative report, and then that 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 is fine. Just because your skin got positive, doesn't mean anything. You won't be rejected because of that.
6: Okay, thanks I will appreciate that. And again, thanks for all the great ones. Yeah, minutes. my
1: wife, when she was a bull, when she was getting the green card, she was very scared. One, because um, she has um, some issues with the lungs. So her lungs also will come negative. And she was very worried about it. That look, I'm going to get positive here. I'm going to get positive here. They think that it's going to be, but the doctor was able to differentiate Uh, the lung that she has is actually not TB, it's something else. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote a good report. So yeah, she was very worried about it. So I know what you're speaking but in your case, you're fine. Not to worry. Next person, please. Please.
10: Please. Arti? Hello, Rahul. Uh, Thank you so much. I want to share a very good news and I'm sure it will be helpful to all other people listening to the call. Uh, I had asked you, I join your calls every day almost. Uh, I had asked you for advice. My priority date was uh, March of 2013. We had Mm -hmm. uh, filed for adjustment of status in October of 2020 uh, with um, EB3 downgrade, but our I-140 was pending. We got our Mm -hmm. biometrics. We had submitted our medicals as well. And um, our daughter was aging out on 11th of August this year. And our I-140 was still pending. Our mm-hmm. dates are current this month, and we. Uh, accord, um, you gave us an advice to file for premium processing, but uh, mm-hmm. not very early. So when mm-hmm. you advised us, we filed for premium processing, and today we got the case approved just seven days before she ages out.
1: Sounds good, and then she's covered. She's saved out, and then but she has extra time for the I one forty though. Seven days before what?
10: Uh, seven days She, became, before, like she she's turning uh, 21 on 11th of August and we got the I-140 approval today
1: but actually she turns 21 uh, not on August 11th though she turns 21 six months from now because the I-140 is spending remember?
10: Right right right. Okay right. but anyway
1: she's safe that's good yeah. good to hear. Thank
10: you so much thanks a lot thank Rahul for what you're doing. Thank you, you Arthi
1: thanks
10: a lot we, Can't we should, thank you enough. Thanks wish
1: you best sure of luck yeah thank she's safe that's good thank you. Thank
10: you so much thanks Next person, please. Jinil.
1: Always good to hear good news. Now, hopefully, she will get the green card on. Jay.
2: Bhai. Jay. Bhai. Okay. Sai.
8: Hey Rahul, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, so uh, the question is about my brother. Uh, He recently got his uh, H1 approved, um, but his uh, project is uh, pretty much ending in two or three weeks. So his H1B will be starting October 1st, right? Um, But he still has his uh, OPT uh, good till 2023. Now, if he- H1B
1: is approved with the change of statuses, right? Sorry? H-1B is approved with the change of status, is right? To H-1B, yes. Yes, okay. Um,
8: So now if he wants to switch an employer, um, he can do that before the H-1 kicks in or is there any
1: restriction about that? Um, One main issue is that would they withdraw the H-1B before October or would they not withdraw the H-1B before October? Okay. If they withdraw the H-1B before October, then there is a major problem that we have. I call it that this kid will be Nagarka Nagatka. The reason is that he gets kicked out of the civil system and he is technically not counted toward the H1B number.
8: Okay, so he has to enter the lottery again next year in that case? Not only
1: that, he's out of status because he's out of the civil system. So his OPT will not be valid anymore, too? <laughs> That's what I meant. Nagarka Nagatka. Um, so that can be rectified by, uh, by doing some step called automatic revalidation, which you need to contact a lawyer if that happens. But I hope, and I pray that they do not withdraw the H-1B before October 1st. Okay. The best thing for him, if he's changing the company is mm-hmm. not to file the H-1B change of employer right now, but mm-hmm. file it on October 1st. Okay. Or maybe October 2nd. But he should not work on October 1st, though, if if okay. the H-1B has not been filed. October 1st happens to be a Friday. So yeah. they can technically file it on October 1st. He can start working on October 1st. They cannot file it on September 30th. They have to file it off October 1st. I would ideally have them file it as if that it's received on October 4th. And he does not work for any company on October 1st. Okay, okay. So is- Second, third being a weekend. Okay, so is it true that
8: uh, he can switch an employer fifteen days prior to the be kicking in? Is that
1: allowed? He can he can switch the employer anytime. He's on OPT right now, is right or STEM exchange. Right. That's not a problem. My problem is when can when can they file a change of employer? They cannot file a change of employer until October.
8: Oh, okay, okay. So ideal scenario would be uh, if the current employer does not. Put in a revocation notice or anything like that so till october 1st once they
1: you file that you file the h1b petition as if it's received on october 4th doesn't work for any company on october 1st he will be in the best shape if okay. they withdraw before october 1st you better contact a lawyer okay if okay. they withdraw after october 1st though it doesn't matter for him you go with the same plan what we stick with on october 4th he files h1b with a different company next okay. person please
8: thank you so much
2: Noor,
11: Noor Ansari. Yes, hi, hi, Rahul and team. Thank you so much for giving uh, the services. I am um, an H one B, and actually, I I have changed my employer last year from company A to company B, and uh, they have filed my H one B transfer in May 2020. Mm-hmm. So, what is uh, actually my max out is on October six this year. So, they ideally should have filed my transfer ending by October six, but they have left one month remaining and they mentioned eight September and submitted. Unfortunately, that H-1B transfer was filed in the normal process and that's still in process. It got RFE and RFE were responded on 20th of June. Meanwhile, they started my perm, and POM was filed sometime in April and I'm expecting perm to be approved by uh, 9th of September, nine to 10th of September if the time goes as progressing right now. So what are my options? Do I need to get the existing transfer converted into premium and then file one more extension to cover the time till uh, 6th of October? Or do I need to be prepared to leave the country?
1: Hey, why not I tell you a different plan than what you're telling, though? I don't have to answer your question. I can always give you better options, right? Why not you go for 20 days to Mexico and come back? Why not you do repeat that again and again? until you hit September. Oh, your, your H-1B is not approved yet. I will do the premium processing of h one approval first. Okay, Get the I-94, take it to Mexico. Okay? You spend 20 days, come back. Okay? Are you listening to me?
11: Yes, I am with you.
1: So then when you extend the H-1B, it will not be until October 6th. It will be until October 6th plus 21 days. You know the rule that if you are outside the country, then you can excuse, uh, you can extend the dates, right? You may ask me a question. Uh, oh, I don't have a visa to come back into the United States. I know the question. That's the reason I'm telling you to go to Mexico. It's called automatic revalidation. In fact, I'm willing to do a video. I, I was able to do a video today or tomorrow. Just run that because there are too many people asking these kind of questions. Um, and 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 here is a plan. What I will tell you get the H-1B approval, go spend 20 days there, or 25 days there, okay? And there are some resorts right now that are offering Indian food. You know why they're doing it? Because a lot of people from India are coming because there is a 14-day sequential, they have to seclude before they come into the United States. You can go into those clubs and stay there, okay? The reason is that you don't want to play at the edge of a knife, October 6th. Who knows if your I-140 is going to get approved by October 6th or not, is that right? So I want that date to be extended as much as possible. Remember that since the automatic revalidation is only if you stay less than 30 days in Mexico. If you stay 31 days in Mexico, you can't come back because you don't have a stamping. And I will put the link of the automatic revalidation to you in my in the in the chat. Okay.
11: Sure. Yeah, that can be helpful.
1: Anything else?
11: Thank you so much. And definitely I will forward to connect with you one to one as well. Okay.
1: You don't need to.
11: All right. Thank you so much. And I will
1: okay. have the link. Yeah, my my colleague will send you the link. I
11: appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much. Abhishek?
12: Yes, I, Rahul, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, I've been with the same employer for the past uh, 11 years. Uh, I had an EB2 uh, uh, an I-140 approved with the 15th April 2013 priority date. Uh, I filed for my downgrade application on you know, in November. I've got a receipt dates so of 20th November, 2020 for all of my applications. Uh, I have still not received, and, and e- even my 140 is pending. Uh, I spoke to my attorney through my employer he is kind of saying, "Well, it's not really my recommendation to file your 114 premium processing," and I have not received my biometrics appointment till date. Uh, so I'm just kind of wondering, you know, what options do I have in terms of, you know, because uh, I've already sent a request to USCIS and they came back and said, "Well, we'll process the application in the order in which we we'll received it." Um, so I just came here to maybe, you know, run this by you.
1: It's just the recommendation of your lawyer that the premium processing should not be but you don't have to follow it. It's not illegal to file the premium processing, is it?
12: No, it's not. And initially he told my HR that, you know, first of all, he doesn't even know if it is available or not. But then when I went back and said, well, if it's the same location, shouldn't it be, shouldn't we be able to- Even if
1: it's not the same location, you can still try to do it. Okay. First First thing, if I were you is get the premium processing done, period. No questions. The only people that I don't recommend, remember the other, uh, Aarti was there, she was telling, her daughter is turning 21. Those are the people I don't recommend premium processing.
12: But for you, you should do premium processing.
1: Look, her premium processing got approved. (laughs)
12: Right, so I'll do that. But in terms of the other applications, like EAD and travel document, I mean, is the buyer-
1: There's nothing, there's nothing you can do to get them adjudicated those applications.
12: Okay. I mean, I haven't received my biometrics either. uh, There's
1: nothing you can do to get that thing done. Other than writing uh, to the congressman, which I have uh, provided the links here though, um, that those letters are only for you to, uh, only for you to write for general purposes, not for your particular purposes. If you write to your particular purposes, they're going to send a response to you. The processing time is 62 months. Right. So, okay. so, so, so get, in- the I- get the I-140 approval, write the letter to the Congressman,
12: that's all I can tell you right now. Right. If he doesn't, if he's not willing to file it for whatever reason, I mean, I can file this with a different attorney if need be? He- no, you cannot. The <laughs> premium processing has
1: to be done only by the company. You do not have the authority to do for the I-140. All right. Next person, please. Thank you. I'll take the next two callers, guys, and after that, we'll have to close. Uh, don't forget that we do have a YouTube live session and a Facebook live session at 5 to 6 o'clock. But today along with me will be Rebecca Chen, my business partner.
2: Vishwas? <laughs> Vishwas?
1: Vishwas,
8: sorry, go ahead. Uh, hey, Rahul. Uh, good afternoon. Um, hi. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm on my currently on my F1 opd visa. And I have my H1 approved this June and it won't be effective until October 1st. Of course. Uh, I'm, tra- I'm planning to travel to India from August, um, from mid-August to mid-September. Is it okay if I come back on my F1 uh, without a H1P stamping before that?
1: Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, it's not definitely not okay. A couple of problems here. First is what, whenever you are entering into the country, the passport visa should reflect your intention to come into the United States. You're coming into the country and saying that your intention is only to continue for your OPTR STEM extension, but there is a contrary intention of H1B there, which is effective on October 1st. So that's contradicting. Second thing is that even if they allow you, which I see that sometimes they do allow people, uh you know, sometimes they will send you deport, put you in the deportation proceedings for two, three days, and then they'll send you back. Um, if they don't, and sometimes they do allow people to come into the United States, so mostly they do. There's another problem. Your change of status is not effective because you don't have an I-94 that's valid. And once you come into this country, though, here is what will happen. The, the civil system tells that you are an H-1B. It will kick you out from the civil system. Your H-1B is not active at the same time. So you are nagarka, not nagarka. Not and for what reason doesn't make any sense to me right now. But anyway, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Next person and the last person, please.
4: Um, Hey Rahul, can you hear yes, me? Yes. <laughs> thanks for taking my last call and thanks for the service. Sure. Um, the quick one, my priority date is February 12th, 2011. So, and I have to change my employer. So that's why I have to refile my perm. Yep. Wait, February
1: 12, 2012.
4: February, yeah. 2011, Indeed. I'm sorry. February, February. 2011. Which did you, is you file that? You filed the adjustment of statuses, right? Not yet. That's what I'm saying. I have to change my, yeah. <laughs> I have to change my employer, refile my oh, perm. Wait, wait. Everything. Why did not you file for the 485? I just changed my employer. I changed an employer two months, I mean, two weeks, then it it happened and all the stuff. Wait, wait.
1: It was current in October of 2020.
4: Yeah, I changed my employer in August 20. Ah. (laughs) You just (laughs) said I just changed. So, no, 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 no. Meaning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Know, of course yeah, okay. i know man i i have been living here since 2005. so you changed in august of 2020 you have to tell me that okay 11 go years. Okay. okay go ahead so then now that by by god's grace my you know perm is approved okay just approved and i'm i'm doing yeah i know i'm doing my 140 and 485 concurrently so mm-hmm. the one thing is I just wanted to. I have a, a a nineteen years of daughter who is aspiring a, a direct med program, and my question is, what should be my what should be my choice? Is it a EB two or EB three?
1: Oh, oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, I'm going EB three. Okay. So you just cover for the, uh, the retrogation point. Here is
1: a, here part. is a, here is a reason why mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. choose EB3 or EB2 for you. Mm-hmm. The reason is that most of the people who are in February of 2011, mm-hmm. they didn't downgrade it. I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's only the May 1st, 2012 people downgraded. Mm-hmm. It's 2011 mm-hmm. people downgraded, sorry. Right. So you are before May 1st of 2011. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, there's not much applications, EB3 applications from May 1st of 2010 Mm -hmm. to May 1st of 2011. There are not many EB3 applicants. That's the reason I will choose EB3 over EB2. But, you know, if your lawyer says, ah, if the other lawyer says, I'm going to pick EB2, I'm not going to contest that much. Right?
4: <laughs> you know, I will, I will respect you and believe you more than anybody. Yeah, but but, 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 but I, I would not contest that much. Now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have a follow-up question, if you don't mind. See, I mean, see, now it is everything is current, right? So I want you, you think... to do premium processing for you. Of course. I want you. So that was my follow-up question, right? So when I'm, when I'm now since it is everything is current, and do you think I would be a fall under the big queue? and I will get it advantage for EB3 if I, if my, you know, if the dates retrograde, but otherwise EB2, EB3 once filed, it's all the single
1: bucket. So he, he, here is first thing though. Mm-hmm. If you get an I-140 approved, your daughter is locked.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. she, she's locked. I mean, it doesn't matter when you get it. Now, rest of it is not in your hands right now you know, whether it's going to take, how long it's going to take. Most probably you should be fine. Most probably you should be fine, but there is nothing you can do about that.
4: Okay, okay. Thank you. So the EB, when I'm filing a concurrent of an I-40, this is nothing to do with a downgrade, right? Downgrade is completely different. No, that's, you're not, this is, this is not
1: downgrade. You have a, you have a perm labor approval. So Mm -hmm. the rule is quite different. I will do premium processing along with the I-40 application.
4: Concurrently. So even yes. though my perm was filed in EB2, of course, but you know, only 140 is filed. That's when the category is lost. That's right. The
1: perm okay. is never filed on EB2 or EB3. It's only I-140 we file it. But we just tell people for you, for common understanding, we just p- tell people we filed under EB2. There's no EB2 or EB3. But we have it at the back of our mind
4: whether mm-hmm. we are
1: going to do EB2 or EB3. But there is nothing call, in there called EB2 or EB3.
4: Build only
1: case. when we go to the I-140, then there is a column called EB-2, EB-3.
4: Okay. So do I okay. need to take care of anything for my daughter? I mean, you know?
1: No. You're, good. Right? you're good. You're good. Just get the I-140 approval as fast as possible. That Then your daughter is locked.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. Really okay. appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank
1: you, guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 4.30.